Hey there, future fans. This week we have geriatric sports, Lakota paintings, and we learn to just say no to drugs using guns. This is the week of June 29th, 2018, and you're listening to episode 95 of Future Flicks with Billiam. everyone welcome to the show we are still on the road to 100 and i have an idea that i came up with all on my own uh, my wife didn't give it to me at all um all me 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 you know i hope someone laughed at that because I'm, I'm gonna be paying for that later um so there's an idea there is something we're gonna do for episode 100 uh, i want to do more than just this but we are going to do a future flicks First, that's a triple F, we are doing a giveaway. My first thought was, ooh, maybe I'll do a Blu-ray or DVD set of my favorite movies. And I thought, well, no, depending on who won, they could either already have those movies or already seen them, not want to own them, not interested, or love them all. And then and said, what about an Amazon gift card? And that is a really good idea because you can get your own shit with that the stuff you like maybe i'll get clever with any future giveaways but for now let's go with a, an old standard something that will be popular something that'll be useful to everyone we'll go over the rules when we hit the question of the week but for now let's get some housekeeping out of the way you can find me on itunes soundcloud stitcher google play and any podcast app as well as the somewhat nerdy website and facebook page you can contact me through email, billiamreviews at gmail.com. You can tweet me or hit me up on Instagram at billiamswn. You can also comment on SoundCloud on the Somewhat Nerdy Facebook page or on the website. And then let me tell you what it is I do here, because I usually do that in the opposite order, but I got all kerfuffled this episode. So I am Billiam. You are listening to Future Flicks with Billiam. On this show, I go over every movie that's coming out during the week. I break them up into two segments. First, I have the limited releases where I just give you the title, the premise, and who's in it. I may say a word or two, but they're movies that didn't really interest me enough. But I thought I'd mention them anyway, just in case they are your kind of film. Then we have the wide releases and interesting indies section where I talk about movies that may be worth it or something that I just have a lot of bad things to say. So maybe I want to swear a lot more. So I put it there. The show always starts off after the housekeeping with the news and then we get into the trailer trove. It is all wrapped up with a nice little bow by the question of the week, which you can always answer. You can go back to the very first question of the week which started on May 5th, 2017. Jesus, I've been doing this for over a year. Wow. You know, I bet you I've repeated a question already, but since it's been a full year that it, maybe it made it past all of us. So we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll go through them. Like I say, I will every week. I never do. Anyway, that was it for the housekeeping. Let's start off with the first segment, which as always is the news. 
do I sound a little weird? Do, do I sound different? I, I usually have this throat rescue spray for singers that we sell at my the hippie hipster store I work at. And it, it actually works pretty well. And I ran out of that. So hopefully this glass of whiskey will help. That should help, right? That helps voices. That That's a thing, isn't it? Whiskey and, and ailments or whiskey and voices. Something like that. I don't know. Anyway, let's start with a story from Flickering Myth. The rumor mill has been in full gear in regards to the future of the Star Wars franchise. It has been reported yet denied by Disney that all future Star Wars anthology movies are on hold. Rumor has it that the only movies moving forward are the sequel to The Last Jedi as well as the Obi-Wan Kenobi anthology of films, though the rumor states that Disney is aiming to put the hopefully Ewan McGregor starring anthology of movies straight onto their streaming service skipping the theaters altogether. Of course, there are also rumors going around that no, even the Obi-Wan Kenobi anthology films have been put on hold. Who knows what to believe? Disney could just be in, I don't want to say panic mode, but just licking their wounds after Solo didn't do so well, even though it was a really good movie. But the only other thing that we know so far that's going on the streaming service, Disney streaming service that is, that is Star Wars related, is a live action Star Wars TV show by Jon Favreau. So if any of this is true, the streaming service is looking better and better. Part of me hopes it's true because I think it would be badass. Another part of me hopes it isn't true because I don't need more money coming out of my pocket each month. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom has surpassed expectations and had a $150 million opening weekend. It's a weaker opening to the first film, but of course the first film wasn't going up against Incredibles 2. So yeah, it did better than expected. In other news... Actor Jamie Bell from Jumper and Billy Elliot has joined the cast of the Elton John biopic Rocket Man. He will be playing Bernie Taupin, the songwriter that's had a long career working with Reginald Dwight, a.k.a. Elton John. Elton John will be played by Taron Egerton, and this film was written by Lee Hall, who wrote War Horse and Billy Elliot, and will be directed by Dexter Fletcher, who directed Eddie the Eagle. A movie that if you haven't seen it, give it a chance. It was really good. It was Taron Egerton and and um, Hugh Jackman. And I, I thought it was just charming and funny and very uplifting. It was a great movie. Deadline reports that Tom Holland may have made another goof. Sort of. Maybe. This time he may have let slip the name of the Spider-Man sequel. In a video on Instagram, while at the Seattle Ace Comic Con, he mentioned Spider-Man, quote, far from home. Though the news outlet did acknowledge that this could be an intentional slip. But either way, we now know more than we did before. And in other news, in the last story of the week, James Gunn said he has finished writing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We learned this through a picture he took of the cover page of the screenplay with the caption, Every Bit of My Heart. This final story came to us from The Wrap. And now that we're done with the news, let's jump into everyone's favorite segment with everyone's favorite intro music. That's right. It's the Trailer Trove. Avast, and welcome to the Trailer Trove. Frat Matt did me a solid last week and made sure I didn't miss the Creed 2 trailer. Unfortunately, I had already finished the episode when the trailer came out, but seriously, thank you for keeping me in check. It does mean a lot that people have my back. 
and making sure I don't miss stuff. But let's talk about the trailer. We already knew that Ivan Drago's son was the opponent this time around, but now we know that just like Rocky, Adonis knows how to get knocked the f*** out. So this is going to be a lot like Rocky 2, where Adonis has to work hard to rise back to the top. No, that's Rocky 3. 3, right? He, where he starts out the champ, loses, and then has to climb back to the top? I believe that was 3. But it will also be like Rocky 4, where we have to worry about a Drago killing a Creed. This reboot of Rocky was great in the first film. 2 looks like it will be just as good. I cannot wait. This comes out November 21st. And you know what? It seems like each episode, I mentioned some trailer for a movie that I had no idea was coming out. Some of them I'm more aware of, like with Creed 2, so it's no surprise. But the trailer for Welcome to Marwin surprised me and got me excited for a unique biographical film. Welcome to Marwin is about an artist who was attacked by a group of neo-Nazis in the early 2000s and lost his memory of the attack as well as his ability to draw. He was beaten so bad in real life, I'm not sure if they mentioned this in the movie, that during the operation to save him, the doctor took his eye out, cleaned the socket, and put it back in. His f***ing eye. That part may not be in the movie, like I said, but it was in the article I read about this gentleman, and he copes with the rehab and learns to walk again, and he begins to use dolls dressed up in World War II gear and a camera for his form of artistic expression because he cannot draw anymore. He forgot how. So he uses this form of artistic expression to escape into his mind where he is a soldier killing Nazis. This film looks very interesting and it's directed and co-written by Robert Zemeckis who brought us back to the future in Forrest Gump. This stars Steve Carell, Diane Kruger, Leslie Mann, and Janelle Monet, and it comes out the 21st along with Creed 2. The Meg has a new international trailer, so if you wanted to see more footage of this dumb but fun-looking giant shark movie, check that out. Do you want another cool-looking Netflix movie that you can watch the day it drops? Then wait for July 13th and you'll be able to watch How It Ends, an action-adventure movie with a hint of sci-fi about a man who is separated from his wife when a mysterious apocalyptic event happens and together with her father, he must travel 2,000 miles if he has any hope of seeing her again. This stars Theo James and Forrest Whitaker, and it looks pretty entertaining. I'm glad it's a straight-to-Netflix movie, because I would never watch this in theaters, but i definitely check it out at home, maybe even the day it drops. In the final trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp, we see more of the main villain, Ghost, which makes me wonder... why? I mean, Ghost is cool, and the idea of a gender-bended ghost is cool, but why use an Iron Man villain? Maybe because Ant-Man has shitty villains, that could be it. Because besides Yellow Jacket and maybe Taskmaster, there aren't any great Ant-Man villains. Ultron is technically an Ant-Man villain, but the MCU already blew that load. Also, most of Ant-Man's villains are Avengers villains too, or they go with someone else. Anywho, the final Ant-Man trailer came out and it looks even better. I can't wait. The Equalizer 2 has another trailer, and some of the same scenes are in it as well. Some new ones, and it still looks really good, and I can't wait for more. They diverged from the show a lot, but you know what? I'm okay with that. John Wick, but with Denzel Washington? That's how you spell badass. Have you ever heard of that popular YA book, The Hate You Give? 
Well, it's being turned into a movie that's coming out on October 19th, and this stars Amanda Stenberg, who was Rue in The Hunger Games and then was in Everything Everything. Also stars Regina Hall, Anthony Mackie, and Common. And you know what? It looks pretty good. It, it talks about a real problem we have today. And I'm really glad that it doesn't, at least from the looks of the trailer, I don't know about the book, I didn't read it, and did, I'm, I didn't, maybe I will. But you know what? That'll be later. But at least from the looks of the trailer, it didn't view it as an us versus them per se. It just showed that there are some bad cops. Some bad cops killed an innocent black teenager. And this girl who has been really leading two lives, the life where she lives at home, that's a really poor neighborhood, really ghetto. The life she lives at her white prep school where she's all prim and proper or, you know, whiteified or whatever the term is. I, I don't know. But then she realizes she has to speak up. She can't live separate lives anymore. And it seems like there are two sides and her still in the middle, like this ultra violent. We have to fight back. We have to like be violent to get these cops to stop where she's like, eh, no, no, no. And then the other side, which they didn't show much in the trailer, but I assume it's there. We're like, oh, the, the kid was a thug. Of course, that last part was all speculation. Do not hold me to that. But it looks like a, a good and honest look at a problem that, that faces society today. And finally, in the trove, we have a movie called Zoe. This stars Ewan McGregor, Leah Seydoux, Theo James, and Rashida Jones. And it's about two scientists who develop a program that can accurately predict the chance that you and your partner will stay together. On top of that, they create a synthetic human to learn and grow and be able to read people better than their program can. Zoe falls for Cole her partner, those are the two scientists, but he may be more interested in his work. Ash, the synthetic, is developing feelings for her, but are his feelings real? This comes out on Amazon Prime on July 20th. And you know, quick note, if you hear the noise that sounds like I'm using a vibrator <laughs> as I record, it's actually a personal fan I have. Because right now, it's not very hot. It's about 56 degrees, which is kind of, you know, could be nice to even chilly for some, but it's really humid so i'm dripping more sweat than samoa joe after a mile run and that joke was for you wrestling fans out there because seriously that man is already sweating by the time he even goes in the ring no wonder he brings a towel with him anyway that is it for the uh, the trailer trove now it is time for our first break as we listen to a word from our friends at somewhat nerdy radio stay tuned Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the somewhat nerdy radio podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. And we're back. We are back with the limited releases. Let's start with one called Dark River. Th this one almost made it into the uh, the noteworthy section. It just fell a little short. This is about Alice, who returns home for the first time in 15 years. Uh, the death of her abusive father is what finally brought her back home, a place she fled from years ago. 
and now she's trying to work the farm and make amends with her brother. This stars Ruth Wilson from Luther, Mark Stanley from Game of Thrones, and Sean Bean from Lord of the Rings. It looks good, it looks well acted, but it, it just didn't do enough to make me go, yes, this is a movie I want to see. Next up is a movie called Love, Cecil. This is a documentary about Academy Award winning costume designer Cecil Beaton. He was best known for Gigi in 1958 and My Fair Lady in 1964. Very straightforward. And finally, in the limited section, we have Sanju. This is a Bollywood film about the life, the true life of controversial actor Sanjay Dutt. It tackles his film career, his alcoholism, his drug addiction, his sex addiction, and his jail time after being falsely accused of terrorism. This looks really interesting. And it, the only reason it didn't make it past the limited section is it, it just didn't catch me like some Bollywood movies do. And the fact that it's a such a limited release and thus hard to find, even after theaters, it'll be hard to find. So that, that's kind of what turned me off. And normally now, at the end of the limited section, going into the wide releases and interesting indies, is where I would have the the second break with our second sponsor. Okay, well, not sponsor, but friend of the show. But instead, I'm going to do a couple of the wide release movies, and then we'll do a break, and then we'll get into the rest. So the first movie that made it made it past the cut is a documentary called Three Identical Strangers. This is the true story of three men, all of them in New York at the same time, and each of them looks the same. In fact... They're identical triplets, separated at birth. But here's the question. Why were they separated at birth and why didn't their parents know? So just imagine you're walking around college. You're, you're a college student again. And you're walking around and someone goes, oh, hey, you. And they call you by some different name. You're like, no, 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 that's not me. And they're like, of course it's you. I had a class with you last semester. You're like, no, 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 you did not. And then you find out you have a twin. And this isn't just like someone who kind of looks like you, like Ed Sheeran and Rupert Grint or Katy Perry and Zoe Deschanel. Identical twins. Can you imagine? And then... Like they, they get to know each other. They become they become friends because they're so alike. And then they do the talk show circuit. They're on Phil Donahue. If you remember Phil Donahue's show, they do all these news shows. And then they start to think, wait, why don't any of our parents know who is who is the real parents and why were we separated? So apparently it takes a really dark turn. And this this looks really good. I want to see this. Not many documentaries make it past the cut. This one did. And then one more movie before the break. We have a film called Uncle Drew. Dax wants to enter his team in the Rucker Classic Streetball Tournament in Harlem, but his longtime arrival steals his team out from under him. Dax goes in search of basketball legend Uncle Drew and asks him for help. Together, the two set off on a journey to find all of Uncle Drew's old friends. This stars Lil Rel Howry from Get Out, Tiffany Haddish from Keanu, Nick Kroll from The League, Mike Epps from The Hangover, and basketball players Kyrie Irving, Shaq Fu himself, Chris Webber, Reggie Miller, and Lisa Leslie. So if you remember back in 2012, there were these series of Pepsi Max commercials, and it had Kyrie Irving being dressed up as an old man, going to play streetball with these people, all who happen to be drinking Pepsi Max. Weird how that happens. But anyway, they think he's some old man, and at first he's not very good, fumbles a lot, and d does a lot of bad shit, and so they're starting to laugh at him, and then he shows them what's up, and he just schools them, and he just makes total fools out of all of them. Normally, I feel like I would laugh at a movie like this and not a good kind of laugh, like a comedy laugh, but a what the f 
are you thinking kind of laugh, but this is a good idea. I like this. This looks funny. And you also know if this is your type of comedy or not. Do you like black comedies? And I don't mean black comedies like a dark comedy, like a primarily black cast comedy, like Friday, Coming to America, Barbershop, House Party, things like that. Speaking of comedies with mostly black casts, uh, and just reminded me of a trailer for a film called Nobody's Fool. This trailer came out on the 18th. So let me see. I missed it for the last episode. But it actually looks really funny. It stars Tiffany Haddish, uh, Tika Sumter, Whoopi Goldberg, Amber Riley. So yeah, a quick trailer trove flashback for this. Uh, it's, it's about this woman who is about to or could become a, a successful VP at her company or something until her sister gets out of jail. She goes and picks up the sister. Then the v, then the almost VP woman finds out she's being catfished. And then they plan to find this guy who catfished her. It, it, check out the trailer. It looks really funny. But let's get back to Uncle Drew. I like sports movies. I, I don't watch sports much. I, I watch the Niners whenever I can see them, though. I, I curse the Niners whenever I watch them. They lose. Except for the 1994 Super Bowl where they face the San Diego Chargers and they just destroyed them. But other than that, I don't watch sports, but I love sports movies like a lot. Because there's something so triumphant about it when they win and there's something that it just gets you behind the team and you really feel for them. So maybe by the end of this movie, we will really be following Dax and his team going, yeah, Uncle Drew, beat these other guys. Yeah, make a swish. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not that inept when it comes to sports, but it sounded funny. Anyway, Uncle Drew looks interesting. It looks like something to watch at home, something that you will laugh at and enjoy, but nothing you should watch in theaters unless this is your shit. Uncle Drew gets a 6.5 out of 11. I forgot to give a score for Three Identical Strangers. That one, too, gets a 6.5 out of 11. And now it's time for the second break before we get into the final three films of the week. So please stick around for a word from our friends at Nerds of the Squared Circle, who should seriously work on a new promo. Come on, guys. Stay tuned. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! yeah. Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds in the Square Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. And we're back. We are back with a film called Leave No Trace. This is about a father and his 13-year-old daughter who are living in a vast urban park in Portland, Oregon, where they're found and forced out of the park. For the first time, I'm guessing in her life, the girl has a bed and a roof over her head, and even though her father has cared for her all these years, she comes to like the new setting. But when her father, troubled by her military past, wants to flee, the two just can't see eye to eye as she is sympathetic to her father, but likes a new life. This stars Ben Foster from Hell or High Water and Thomason McKenzie from Hobbit Battle of Five Armies. So imagine if... The movie Captain Fantastic with Viggo Mortensen and um, I can't think of anyone else. But with Viggo Mortensen was a full on drama as opposed to a dramedy. And also, instead of being a crazy hippie, the father is suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. 
which is already better because hippies suck. They land just above hipsters when it comes to people who suck. Anyway, this looks good for multiple reasons. One, it's plausible. There are so many people in America that how can you keep track if one day someone and his daughter, who knows where the mother is, maybe she's dead, which would make it even harder. What if they just drop off the map? Child services can go looking for the uh, for the woman or the, the, the daughter and the police could look for both of them. But if if they hide well enough, eventually people will stop looking. So now we have these people that are just out on their own living in a tent out in the forest and just keeping an eye out for people running whenever they're whenever someone sees them and just being on the lamb basically even though they didn't really commit a crime being on the lamb for a number of years so now we have this girl who finally gets a taste of what it's like to have a home and now the uh, the father is having these feelings again like like he needs to go and she doesn't want to because i think these this is a very real problem that is just turned up a couple notches just for a just to movieify it if you will just to make it a little more entertaining for the silver screen because where is the line where is a line between loyalty to family and looking out for yourself he, he's not abusing her. There's nothing skeezy going on with them. He is a loving father who kept her educated, who kept her fed, had a cloth or, you know, whatever the tents are made out of roof over her head. Uh, she never wanted for anything. Not really until she finds out how much more there is. And so now she's torn and I really want to see this. This looks really good. It looks well acted. It looks like a very interesting plot that if they had told me, oh, this is based on a true story, I would believe it. But now we have an interesting idea that seems kind of similar to something that has that came out recently, but it's different enough, different in many ways, different enough to make it interesting. It's not like Volcano and Dante's Peak. Like when those movies came out, you kind of picked one. Like which one did you want to see? I think... Lots of people should check this movie out. Check out the trailer. If you think it's even remotely up your alley, put it on your list. I don't think this is a movie to watch in theaters. There's nothing that screams theater to me in this. There's no visual, fancy visual effects, no big sweeping shots, nothing that big. This could be enjoyed from your couch, from your bed, wherever it is you watch Netflix, wherever it is you watch Hulu or stream movies. Whatever you do, watch this at home. Leave no trace. It's an 8.5 out of 11. And two movies left. This is another kind of obvious week for the pick, so we'll just jump into the movie that didn't make it, and that is called Woman Walks Ahead. This film is about Catherine Weldon, a portrait painter from Brooklyn who traveled to Dakota to paint a portrait of Sitting Bull. Once there, she becomes embroiled in the Lakota people's struggle over their rights. This stars Jessica Chastain from Interstellar, Sam Rockwell from Seven Psychopaths, Michael Greyeyes from Fear the Walking Dead, Sarah Hines from Rome, and Rachel De La Torre from Tremors. And you've heard me talk about movies like this before, like, um, not Savages. Oh, what was that Christian Bale one? Okay, I had to look it up. Hostels. Uh, movies like that just make me angry because of how terrible Native Americans were, were all treated. And this kind of focuses on that. Where we have this painter who goes to visit the leader of a great people before sh** is about to hit the fan. And so not only are the natives treated poorly, but we have Jessica Chastain's character, Catherine, treated poorly because she treats these people like humans. Go figure, right? So she's looked at as some sort of oddity, like maybe she's a savage herself because she looks at these people as people. So we're going to get told this true story at least mostly true story, of this woman who 
spends time with Sitting Bull right, I'm assuming right before Little Bighorn. Okay, so I pause really quick to look this up, and according to the Wikipedia, this all this takes place in about 1890. Of course, that's when the portrait of Sitting Bull was painted. And let me say that in this painting, Sitting Bull looks a lot older than he does in the movie, but okay, I'll let them have that. At least this time they're doing it to a man, making him younger and more attractive. So this is after Little Bighorn. So Sitting Bull is already this big deal, and now she goes to paint a portrait of him. And you know what? She pays the price because of the way people look at her. And that's why, this is why I love historical movies, because there's so much we haven't heard yet that deserves to have a movie made. So, like, just American history alone has tons of stories, not even reaching into, hell, the UK or, or Western Europe, and not even going south, just staying within our own borders. There's a lot to make movies out of, very interesting movies, and teaching us about the past we may not know about. I had no idea this woman existed, and I look forward to watching this movie. I look forward to watching it at home, though, because if I do see a brand new movie, if I go to theaters to watch a movie come out this week, it will be the next movie, because that is more worthy of a theater. But this movie is just as interesting. This movie deserves to be seen. I think everyone should watch it unless you're 100% against historical movies, in which case, the fuck? Why? But for everyone else, put this movie on your list. Check it out when it comes out. Woman Walks Ahead gets a 9 out of 11. And finally, 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 we have the pick of the week. This is the big movie of the week, and I have to say, it seems like summer blockbuster season kind of blew its load a little early uh, uh, this year, though there's still good movies coming out, there's still good movies to come, this one looks good, just not what I usually expect from blockbuster season. The pick of the week is called Sicario 2, Soldado. Matt Graver reteams with Alejandro to fight an escalating drug war as the cartels have begun trafficking terrorists across the U.S. border. This stars Benicio Del Toro from Sicario, Josh Brolin from Sicario, also Deadpool 2, Avengers Infinity War, you know, all the big movies, Isabella Moner from Transformers The Last Night, Jeffrey Donovan from Burn Notice, which is a great show if you haven't watched it, Catherine Keener from Get Out, Manuel Garcia Fulfo from The Magnificent Seven, and Matthew Modine from Stranger Things. And you know what? I'm down. I, I love movies like this. And though this one is missing Emily Blunt, though they talk about that in a news article that, okay, let me get that out of the way. In a news article, someone asked, why is Emily Blunt not in this movie? The director or the writer, someone said that just because she wasn't in this movie doesn't mean she won't be in the next one, hinting that they're going to make a Sicario 3, also hinting that Emily Blunt may return, which also makes this a little more realistic. So we have this guy fighting a war against the cartels. And unlike what TV shows and procedural crime dramas and anything like that would have us believe, you don't have the same team for every single thing. Maybe she goes off and does something else this time. Maybe she's elsewhere, kind of like, where was Sif in Thor Ragnarok? She was doing something else, just like Emily Blunt. But yes, expect more of the same. Did you like Sicario? Of course you did. It was a great movie. But if you didn't, if you saw the movie and were like, nah, not for me, then skip this. Easy peasy. Watch Woman Walks Ahead as a pick instead. But if you liked Sicario, watch this one, because it will be more of the same without feeling samey. A lot of brutal, realistic action, and a lot of performances from really good actors. After Burn Notice ended, Jeffrey Donovan seemed to have a little hard time. Uh, 
he didn't get a lot, at least not that I remember, but now I'm seeing him a lot more in bigger roles, and I'm excited because he is a really good actor. Matthew Modine, Catherine Keener, Manuel Garcia Fulfo, always good. Well, for the last guy, I can't say he's always good. I just really have seen him in Magnificent Seven, but this is a good cast. This is a good cast with a good plot from a familiar movie with a reliable director at the helm. Everything says that this movie is going to be good, but only if you liked the first one. So if you did, you'll know why this is the pick of the week. Sicario 2, Soldado, gets a 9 out of 11. And with that, we go into our final break. So let's pause for a word from our friends at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast. Stay tuned. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, the f*** did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that, a jelly bean. So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. All right, everyone, we are back, and it is time for the question of the week. So let's see if you remember what it was. That's right. Last week, we asked a question that I, we may or may not have asked before. I'm not quite certain because it feels like something I would ask just because I have a answer I always bring up when anything like this comes up. And that question was, what movie had a bad trailer? It was actually really good and maybe not really good, but at least entertaining. Like you liked it, but you didn't think you would based on the trailer. All right. Actually, before we get into that, we had a new trailer drop. We had a couple, but the only one that I think is really important to talk about was the Predator trailer or the second full trailer for Predator. And it looks it looks really good still. We have the point of view in this trailer from a different character. This time it's the main uh, main black dude. Instead of the main white dude. Yay for diversity. This time it was a black dude talking to who I think was Olivia Munn. And she didn't do a lot of talking. So, so far that's good start for her. But the movie looks good. It looks entertaining. Looks like it will be gory and enjoyable. So I, I can't wait for September 3rd. All right. So back to the question of the week. Which movie had a shitty trailer but was actually much better than the trailer made it look? Let's start with the interwebs. And on the Twitter, we got an answer from Brian Q. Brian Q said True Romance is a widely underappreciated movie, but the trailer is shitty. And I just rewatched the trailer, and you you are right. That is a shitty trailer, but I remember liking the movie, and it had a hell of a cast. That was Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, uh, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, Christopher Walken, Bronson Pinchot, Samuel L. Jackson, Michael Rappaport, Sal Rubinick, James Gandolfini. That's a hell of a cast. And it was, it was I remember it being an entertaining movie. I haven't seen it in a number of years, but maybe I should pick it up again. The next answer came to us from 
Critter from both Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Watch Your Mouth. He says, I'm not sure if it was just the trailer that made me think this movie would be a turd, but something made me think it would suck donkey dick. But finally, I watched it and I'm embarrassed to say it was not only good, but I thought it was really good. It was side effects with Jude Law. Also in that movie was Channing Tatum, um, let's see, Rooney Mara, and Catherine Zeta-Jones. It was from back in, oh, not that long ago, 2013 about five years ago and i think that was it so because i checked twitter make make sure to check it correctly nothing on instagram we had nothing on the facebook page or somewhat nerdy website i there was nothing on my email so i think i'm safe i don't think i missed anyone this week so let's talk about the answers from me familia and answered and she said the blair witch remake she liked it a lot more than she thought she would based on the shitty trailer this was the blair witch movie from 2016 that starred um no one just like the original one but just like the original one it wasn't complete and it's weird it's got worse ratings than the original blair witch project and the weird thing is i thought the blair witch project was a terrible movie i i never saw what people liked about it i thought it was too tryhardy. It was shitty. Though it did help, it kind of pioneered the way for found footage type movies. And so we have them to thank for that, but they still made a shitty film. And once again, I cheated because you know what? It's my show. I do what I want. My original uh, answer, we all know John Carter, a movie that someone famously got fired from Disney because of, that the movie was sold so poorly that the person in charge was fired because I had no interest in seeing this movie whatsoever. Uh, Some of my friends were going to the theaters, or theater. They asked me to go with them. I said, sure, I'll go. And I really liked it. Other movies that came to mind were Saw, and this was another case of the same group of friends. I had no interest in seeing the Saw movies. And then they say, hey, we're all going to go see Saw 4, I think, when that one came out. And I said, okay, sure, maybe I'll watch it. So I found at Walmart the first three movies or something in some some set and i watched them i'm like there's actually a story i mean it's not huge but it's more than just torture porn that made that the trailers made them look like and from then i was hooked frozen was another one if you remember the original frozen teaser trailer it was just olaf and whatever the reindeer's name was which was nothing like the movie was. Even the main trailer showed it focused too much on Olaf because Olaf wasn't the main character. All right, it was a, remember it was uh, it was Anna with a heavy focus on Elsa, of course, with the two sisters. But Anna was the main character. But they focus on Olaf, and I understand why because they had to appeal to children. What will children like more than some stupid talking character? Snowman. Yes, a stupid talking snowman. Um, Wind River is one that. I just wanted to bring up because I loved this movie. The trailer wasn't bad. I was actually excited for it. But when I saw the movie, it went in a totally different direction. It was partly a crime drama. Like who who murdered this woman? Who raped and murdered this this woman? So warning on that. But that that's an easy scene to fast forward. But the rest of it was very interesting showing how how these people live on the reservations, how we treat or these people are treated, what conditions are like for them, and then how the whole investigation takes this big turn. I didn't see it coming, and I was very impressed. And finally, just because they hate me for it, Ghostbusters a remake, a movie I liked and I thought it was going to be utter shit from the trailers. I went into the movie prepared for it to be shit, and I was like, oh, I actually liked this, 
And lo and behold, I am the only one from Somewhat Nerdy that liked it. Well, with that, it is time for the new question of the week. And this is when we are starting the entry for the giveaway. So to be entered, you have to answer this question. You can answer it any of the normal ways. And I'm I'm putting this question out here five episodes early. So just in case I miss someone, they won't miss out on the on the prize or the chance to win the prize. We are doing an Amazon gift card, a amount to be determined, but I I, I promise it will be a good amount. I don't get paid for this, so it will be coming out of my own pocket, but it's not it's not going to be like a $10 thing. I, it's going to be a little more. So here's a question. If you won the Amazon gift card, what would you get? Is there something you've wanted to buy that you've been putting off for a while? Is there something that just came out that you thought, oh, I can either buy it with this card or if it's not enough, put this money towards it. Tell me what you would do. How would you spend the money? And I also want to announce, because it didn't seem right to make people give me a five-star rating for an entry. That, that That didn't seem right. So how about this? You can enter by answering the question of the week anytime between now and let's say episode 99, because I do need a week to gather everything. But if you answer the question of the week and you have rated my podcast, you will get a double entry. But if you rate the podcast, please leave a comment because that is how I know who did it, because I can see the comment and I can see who it is. So I already know quite a few of you who've done it. Thank you very much. Once you get that answer in for this question, you are already double entered. And I will have a different question of the week for next week, the week after, but I'll always repeat this question. I'll always repeat the rules of the giveaway until the final episode when we when we re- reveal the winner. So you have until the week of the 27th to guarantee yourself an entry if you wait until after and you get it in late i cannot guarantee you'll be you'll be entered i will definitely try to make sure that no one gets left behind so let's reiterate what would you buy with the gift card tell me if it's something really personal like you want to buy bulk underwear and you don't want to tell me that what what movie would you buy saving up for a cock ring don't want to tell me that's great what movie answer it for one entry review the podcast on itunes with a comment to get a second entry. So let's wrap this all up, this episode 95 of Future Flicks with Billiam. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website, that is somewhatnerdy.com. I'd really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. And I, I would appreciate that even if you aren't interested in the giveaway. Just give me five stars. And then in the comment, tell me what you really think. If you think that I, I have to improve on something, there's something you don't like, tell me what it is. But the stars will help the show grow. So how do you reach me? That's a great question. Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BilliamSWN. Email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle podcasts also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast, good friends of the show. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.